0: Dude, all kinds of football. Let's go. We've got the Bahamas Bowl. We've got a state championship game. UIL. UIL football state championship game. The Wimberley Texans against the Carthage Bulldogs. Let's go. UIL. Hold on. I'm going to figure it out. University of International Leagues.
1: I'm not going to lie. I don't know what UIL stands for. It's definitely not university.
0: It's not University of International Leagues? Would it be? No, it's not. I know what it is. Uh, University Interscholastic League. Sounds much fancier. Should have known that one. University Interscholastic League Championships. Welcome. Carthage against... Cody Stover is the starting quarterback for the Wimberly squad. Um, okay hold on i want to i want to respond to that here we go <clears throat> why do you all take long commercial breaks come back for like one minute then go to commercial again notice this happening on all segments anymore i mean why not just one long set of commercials uh, because i screwed up that's why i i screw up in the second half of the hour that's on me try to get a little bit ahead of the chains and the next thing you know if we don't hit our marks then boom now your idea sounds great which is what we used to always do on the buzz, but we have affiliates now and they have commercials. So yeah, that's me. It's all me. I mean, bro, if you look at content per hour, I'd I'd put the amount of content we give. But yeah, I really screw up, they'll back half of the hour. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Try it's my New Year's resolution in twenty twenty two.
1: There you go. Yeah. Getting ready for
0: it. It's my New Year's resolution from last year. All right. Um Top five stories of the day to kick off hour number three. And by the way, hour three is brought to you by Mop and Roofing. Locally owned and operated and fully insured, licensed and bonded. Mop and Roofing, uh, serving all of Oklahoma in business for over 35 years. Let's go. Newcastle Casino, though, top five stories of the day. Big story number five. Newcastle Casino is where we'll be on Monday for the show. Join me on Monday. I'm always in a good mood on Mondays. Uh, we'll be live for the best reels in the metro happy hour, Monday through Friday from three to six. I forty four, exit one oh seven. So uh, here's what big story five is. The I, I mentioned the Keon Brown story. I moved that down to one, but I didn't want to panic anyone. It, he had a signing ceremony, so he's <laughs> he has been committed since June, but it's it's in the bag, baby. Keon Brown is going to be a sooner. So I am sorry, want to make sure I. I had Steely a little bit worried with me. Don't want to make anyone panic. I know we're all kind of on pins and needles right now, but uh, looking good with Keon Brown. All right, the weekend ahead for OU basketball. Two o'clock tomorrow, OU versus Central Arkansas. Earlier today, Porter Moser was on with Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Toby, asked him about finals week. Finishing it up today. Um, you know, finals week are never good, for, especially when you got, you know, I've always thought this over the years, guys that really care about their finals have terrible weeks of practice. I always thought the guys that practice well during finals week, don't really care about finals. It's <laughs> just kind of been the way to it is. So luckily our guys that we had a bad week of practice, and I think they carried, they cared for their finals. Um, but it's just tough. It's, it's tough for the guys, you know, to, to be studying for like all night. And then they're trying to, they're trying to study for tests. And all of a sudden they got to block in on, you know, a, a game plan. So, um, but they get through it. It's part of what we do every year, having to compete right after finals. But um, I think today we're, we got a good practice this morning, and we go at it 2 o'clock tomorrow. Meanwhile, um, I had a chance to talk with Sam Godwin yesterday. We uh, Speaking of running out of time, ran out of time last hour, and I thought it was really good. Um, here's a quick little excerpt asking him about just how he feels and that confidence level and in, in being not just a Sooner, but being happy playing basketball?
1: I mean, even my parents have noticed just in the difference from Wofford here. Like, everybody's just saying, like, how much more fun I'm having. I'm always smiling. And, yeah, I'm having a great time. I mean, college basketball has never been this enjoyable for me, so I'm just taking it all in.
0: And then, of course, we got to know how he feels overall all about this team and where it is. What kind of stands out about this Sooner team early on? Uh, Just the chemistry everybody's got. We got no ego problems. You know, everybody just – puts our egos aside when you come in the locker room and I mean at the end of the day all we want to do is win and we're going to give everything we have to try to make that happen so two o'clock tomorrow OU in central Arkansas Sunday two o'clock OU women's basketball takes on Southern all right um anything else add on hoops Pierce are you out covering those games this weekend
1: I am not covering those games this weekend not even this uh this coming semester I will be not be. I'll be covering these softballs oh you're though. gonna get plenty of me so I'll then I'll be there I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to use you as a source so much. Yeah, I'm be taking bites from you all the time. Don't I'll tell you me. everything. Okay. No one is
0: that. going to be more in tune with what's going on this, with softball than Pierce. No. Wonderful. Uh, speaking of that, Jim Gasso I called you back. Missed a phone call last night. I think today is a is is a ribbon cutting day for the Gasso family. But yeah, all right, you'll enjoy it. I hear we're going to be pretty good. That's kind of the buzz around I'm the really softball excited. program. All right, big story number four. So. I, I'm sure by now that it's if you're someone that lives in the social media world like I do, um, or even just kind of in the social media world, you've seen the Athletic or Stuart Mandel tweet that lays out uh, that something changed at the Big 12 meetings in Vegas last week. We don't know what that something is that changed. <laughs> I mean, the report teases it, but we really don't know. They don't really give us any indication but it appears as if everyone is now on board with the possibility that um with the possibility that Oklahoma and Texas could be on their way to the SEC in twenty twenty four as opposed to waiting until twenty twenty five. And that is part and parcel why we haven't seen the twenty twenty three Big Twelve football schedule that's been released yet. Again, there's I'm not I just think more than anything this is an affirmation of the report that was out there from Brett McMurphy. Did you get a chance to read through it? Have you? No. I, I again, I'm not knocking it, I'm not dogging it, but it's just oh, this something happened. It's like, well, what happened? It's like, don't know. <laughs> so it's 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 interesting in that it kind of confirms that OU and Texas look like they're on their way in 2024 to the SEC. But there's really no other reason given why. So big story number four: Big 12 exit 2024 looming for Oklahoma. A couple of other notes. Oklahoma State junior quarterback Jabbar Muhammad has entered the transfer portal. He becomes the sixth starter in the portal for Oklahoma State. Trace Ford, we talked about this a little bit yesterday via his Instagram, was on campus at the University of Oklahoma yesterday. Remember, now he had been crystal ball to Auburn, and USC appears in the mix too. What we've learned about Trace Ford, his mom is a diehard Oklahoma State fan, but Hey, I think it's worth taking a flyer on Trace Ford.
1: I have heard that uh there's a good chance Trace Ford comes here. There Jeez. is there is something Oklahoma fans could could put some eggs in this basket here and, and kind of put some stock into that.
0: I kind of kind of got real excited here on big story number four and gave a little bit of the information for big story number one. But for those that have to get out of the car, you're welcome. Uh and also since we're kind of on some college football notes, Purdue is set to hire Graham Harrell as its new offensive coordinator. Last year, Graham was at West Virginia after a three-year run at USC. There had been some rumors, and maybe Seth Luttrell would be a candidate. There were some rumors, and maybe Ryan Walters wanted to try to poach Joe John Finley, but he ends up with Graham Harrell. I think that's pretty good for uh, for Purdue. All right, big story number three. Man, I thought I thought Thursday night football last night was kind of fascinating because suddenly, suddenly you're looking at a team like San Francisco with Graham uh, with Brock Purdy as their quarterback, and they look better. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but they look better than they did with Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Yes, well, I completely agree i, it, I, it's, I it's, it's 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 almost as if like maybe they just needed to simplify the playbook a little bit. I don't know. It, it I completely agree though. It was a it's interesting to watch this team.
0: It is. And uh it was Big 12 to Norman Tiger love that got things rolling for the Niners last night. He Here's looks a call. right. Comes left, throws down the sideline wide open George Kittle. 30, 20, cuts inside 10, cuts inside again. Touchdown. San Francisco. Greg Papa on the Niners radio network, former Raiders voice. And all he had to do was call a win. The 49ers have won seven in a row and they get to 10 and four on the year. And they, um, they put themselves in position where the NFC West is theirs. I don't think anyone's going to catch them, So they could end up with that three seed host a home game. So big deal. I think for the Niners last night. Afterwards, Brock Purdy on his mindsets.
1: My mindset was, man, I'm, I'm coming into this
0: place to, to play and to start, and so that was that. And the it was it was it was fairly close late. Seattle went down and sc- their offense did jack, you know what, all game long. I mean, San Francisco was shutting them down, but Robbie Gold missed a field goal. Seattle went down and scored. They had San Francisco in a third and short. Brock Purdy used his legs to get the first down. That was ball game.
1: And my mindset was, man, we just got to get this clock moving and get the chains. And so I knew I had whoever was chasing me beat. Going back, I'd probably dive head first, but um, I made it a little too close with the slide with the ball out. But I'm glad we got the first down and, and had the chains and, uh, and the clock rolling.
0: They challenged it. I understand. I didn't think everyone in Twitter was like, oh, it's a terrible challenge. It probably was, but they were done.
1: Yeah, at that point you kind of have to challenge it as like a Hail Mary last second attempt. Maybe he's short and just hope it hits. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: meanwhile, there is going to be weather in the Bills-Miami game on Saturday. I loved Mike Mc- uh, McDaniel's shirt. It was awesome. But I, this from Tua, I, I kind of – Kind of, kind of found interesting i playing in the snow. Could be snowing, could rain, I don't know. For me, at least, it's a mindset thing. And if I'm too focused and worried about, is it too cold? Can I really grab the ball? Then, I, you know, I would say I'm focused on the wrong things. Have
1: you seen snow before? Yeah, it snowed uh, in Alabama my first year. Yeah. So it snows in Alabama, guys.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, people don't know that, you know? There's some people that just think,
1: oh. It just gets cold in Alabama. It it does snow.
0: By the way, he was in college for three years, and he's like, there's snow in Alabama. Um, Yeah, you you mentioned one time (laughs) that it snowed when you were there for three years. On average, though, Huntsville, Alabama, does accumulate 1.77 inches of snowfall per year. So it snows. Birmingham and Montgomery collect less than an inch of snow per year. The reports for Saturday night have Buffalo receiving 12 to 16 inches of snow. By the way, they just had like six feet of snow a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Alabama and uh, Buffalo are getting the same amount of snowfall, too. Yeah,
0: I, but I appreciate the effort. Yeah, on I, that. I, yeah,
1: I agree, one hundred percent.
0: So there's another interesting matchup this weekend: Raiders and Patriots. Josh McDaniels again versus Bill Belichick. I wouldn't be here or, or even in the National Football League if it wasn't for Bill. You know, Robert, Jonathan gave me a great opportunity a long time ago. He's been invaluable to me in a lot of ways, um, you know, hard to measure. Uh, all of them. I got to see firsthand how, how to try to do it the right way. You know, his philosophy on, you know, everything. Off-season, training camp, uh, in-season. I can't even listen to that guy. Go back and be his offensive coordinator. Holy smokes, you can't coach a football team.
1: Chris, I've got a question for Go you. Go ahead. And I, and I never got an answer from right, you. Right, So I asked you uh, a week ago. Uh-huh. I asked you what your thoughts were on the, the Raiders-Rams game. Right. And, um, and you replied, Pierce. <laughs> that, that was that was the answer I received so I'm asking you again uh, I wanted to hear your opinion on that one
0: it it's obviously that that moment severed some friendships uh there's no doubt about it listen you're not gonna find a guy that's a bigger baker supporter than I am so I was all about it for him I love to see it i just I wish it didn't have to be against. The I would a
1: real conflict of interest. I was thinking about you the yeah. entire game. It yeah, it was it was coming down to a wire, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Chris is probably just sweating this one." out. I blocked
0: right at least thirty people <laughs> that night on Twitter. I blocked I blocked people that didn't even say anything, um, and then I I blocked phone numbers. Yeah, I was just it was not good, but that you know two days later, you know I, Friday get into Saturday and get all past the. Uh, debate shows, was it Baker winning the game? Was it the Raiders blowing the game? You know, you get past all that, I'm, I'm happy for Baker. And he's starting this weekend for the Raiders. Yeah, going to be fun so, to watch. Uh, hopefully it'll be the resurrection of his career. Hey, I'll just tell you this much. He's got a chance in Los Angeles. I agree. And I think he's got a chance beyond this year in places other than Los Angeles. I think if I'm, if he finishes out, well, listen, the reality of it is, Baker should have never been in that position to win the game. The Raiders have a dumb defensive tackle that slaps the ball out of a hand. Uh, a terrible interception that he throws and a random P.I. is called. Away from the football, by the way. So I'm not sitting here ready to elevate him to like Brady levels. But I think we're heading towards an offseason where there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement. And it could start in Vegas. Right, depending on how things go for Derek Carr, the final four games. They have an out-in-his-contract in in February. I don't think they're just going to cut him, but I I will be interested to see if there is a Matt Stafford-type deal uh, for someone like – not that the Raiders will get two first-round picks, but just a Matt Stafford-type deal where it goes down like January. You're like, whoa, he got traded in January for uh, Derek Carr. All right, um, where are we? Big story number two, bowl season is here, ladies and gentlemen. And we are underway in the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. UAB out to the early lead. They're in the second quarter right now. They're up ten zip, and they are driving. So if you had, if you had UAB as a high confidence pick, then you're feeling pretty pretty good right now. Twelve fifty to go in the second quarter of that game. <laughs> I say that, and their quarterback literally just n- almost turns it over.
1: Yeah, that was bad look.
0: You got they. Uh, I guess all my time somehow on ESPN or Eastern time because I didn't even have this game kicking off until eleven thirty. Don't know how that happened. Uh, two o'clock this afternoon, you get the Duluth tr- uh, Trading Cure Bowl between UTSA and Troy, and then uh, six, seven, eight games on Saturday. It's one of the biggest days of bowls. Uh, you get uh, you uh, on Saturday. You get Cincy and Louisville in that weird game where you know Louisville's coach Scott Satterfield is now the head coach at Cincinnati. Uh, You got the Cricket Celebration Bowl, which I think Deion's coming back to coach. You get the Las Vegas Bowl between Florida and Oregon State. So it's a fun day of bowls on Saturday and a busy day on Monday as well, which gets us to big story number one. What have we learned in the portal? What have we learned in the portal? Well, we know it's going to be a busy weekend. We talked about it a bit in big story number four. looks like Trace Ford, according to his Instagram feed, was on campus. Looks like the Sooners are staying very, very active. In the portal. Oh, thank you. As someone points this out too. I screwed that up. The Niners did clinch the NFC West last night. Sorry, sorry. I went to bed right when the game was over, and then I was all in on on portal and uh, officiating talk this morning. But yeah, I uh, I'm kind of excited to see what we learn coming out of this weekend. I think it's a big weekend for Oklahoma. We are uh, less than what five days, six days away from the. From signing day, five December days. 21st. Yep. Yeah, I was right the first time. Trust my math. December 21st for uh, official signing day. So when we come back, let's dive into what we've learned as far as the portal news of the day next. Right here, it's the ref. That's your top five stories of the day.
1: Oh. We've got some confirmation in here. Uh oh. Jacob Snyder preferred walk on from Bixby, committed to the University of Oklahoma.
0: No. Oh. Well, let's go more in depth on that next. Take a time out. See, I was trying to be on the clock. I was trying to stay on time.
1: I think you did a good job of it. It's a ref.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Miami trying to make a game of this. I can't believe I'm getting excited about a bowl game in the first half that I probably are. Yeah, second quarter now. Probably wouldn't care less outside of this ridiculous bowl bowl confidence thing that we're in. I'll, I'll give Toby and TJ credit. They made the bowl season more interesting for me, so there's that. Miami just missed on a potential big play. Second and 10, 11-11 to go. UAB leads the hometown Linders Bahamas Bowl
1: 10-zip. I have one real goal going into this bowl game. Go ahead. And that is to beat you and Josh in this in this bowl mania. That's my, that's my, did, one, that's my one main task.
0: I did really well last year.
1: Not, I was really proud.
0: I might not. <laughs> I might not. I, I I will say it was a little bit I got all excited because I thought I had the I thought I had the best record of all of the on the air guys. But since since Toby has um allowed Drake to be in that mix now, he actually finished higher than all of us
1: last year. So Drake was the big winner.
0: Drake was the big winner. He him. had he finished I want to say like tw- I finished 20. I want to say he finished in like the top 15.
1: Yeah, he did really well.
0: Maybe he was even better than that. Do you know by my math, and again, my math is usually pretty bad, I think tomorrow is the day in which we have the most bowl games on a single day. Really? Yeah, and this this happened last year too, where you kind of like remember it's like January 1st, all the bowl games. Well, um, as it stands tomorrow, let's see, make sure I'm getting my math right. Yeah, here we go. You've got – Cincy-Louisville, the Fenway Park Bowl, or the, the Fenway Bowl. You've got Florida-Oregon State, the Vegas Bowl. Washington State-Fresno State, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. So that's three right there. Rice-Southern Miss in the Lending Tree Bowl. SMU-BYU in the New Mexico Bowl. And then North Texas and Boise State. So you're looking at, uh, what, six bowl games in one day? I I think that's... Matches next Saturday and is the most, and it's not even next Saturday, pardon me, because next Saturday is what, Christmas Eve? Yes. Um, I think it's the most bowl games that you get in one day.
1: They're not even bad bowl games either. No! That, that SMU BYU game is going to be fun to watch, a little Tanner Mordecai action. That'll be a very high scoring game.
0: I, am I too old school if that kind of makes me mad? Like what, I don't think You don't like the, the high-scoring game? No, 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 no. Oh, gosh, no, no, no. Not that. I mean the fact that the most bowl games are on December 17th. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I would agree with that. I would agree with <laughs> I that. Mean, I mean,
0: I understand that, hey, we haven't had college football for like a week, but, I mean, we got to put six bowl games on the 17th. I mean, we can't make January 1 good again. I mean, yeah. what are we doing?
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I, that does not make you an old man.
0: Okay. Um. And, by the way, you want to know how many bowl games there actually are on January 1st this year? Five. None.
1: Whoa, really?
0: Not a one. Yeah, January one falls on a Sunday. College football's not gonna mess with that. So, so they, they put, move them up or they put the two semifinal games on the thirty first and then they've added like the uh, let's see, the Fiesta well, the Fiesta Bowl's a semifinal game. They've put the Music City Bowl and the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Eve, and then they've pushed the Cotton Bowl and the Rose Bowl to January second. Did anyone check with the Rose Bowl to make sure they were okay that we played that game on a Monday? Are they gonna be fine with that or not?
1: No, they will not be. I bet. I bet they'll be throwing a fit on the broadcast as well.
0: Um, off the air comfort solutions text line 405-651-3439. When do we start bowl practicing? Haven't heard much. Oh, they're they're in it. I mean, they're in the midst of it right now. It's a it's a wild mix of bowl prep finals and Cruton. So you know they're they get fifteen practices before the bowl on December 29th, and from everything I've understood is is they're in the midst of it. Now, you might say, I haven't heard much. Well there's just there's not really too much to report, right? And I'm not trying to be a jerk, but for the most part I feel like a lot of us have moved on to 23, so your concern is, okay, what does the portal look like? What does it look like for recruiting? Is David Hicks going to change his commitment? Is Peyton Bowen – bro, you and I from the 501 are like on the same page. How's bowl practices looking? I will say this. From – and it was kind of funny because you said this earlier and it was in line with what I had heard, which is why I came in and talked to you during the break. There's some dudes that are really playing well. There's some there's some guys that we didn't see on the field a lot in twenty two that are apparently having themselves a start to the offseason, if oh, yeah. you will.
1: Yes, one hundred percent.
0: I think names that you know are obvious. The Jaron Canick's of the world, who Teddy has gone out of his way to preach patience on this. I was listening to, was listening to him the other day and listening to him and Gabe on the pod. Like listen, there's still just because some guy slides out, just because you see Deshaun Watson move on, doesn't mean that suddenly. Did I say Deshaun Watson again? Just because Deshaun White moves on, doesn't necessarily mean that Jaron Canick is going to slide right in, especially with uh, Sean McCullough moving in as well, right? So I just preach patience there, but everything you hear, guys like him, Kip Lewis. Colby McKenzie are really having good camps.
1: Grayson Halton is a guy that I've heard a lot as well. Going to get a lot of reps. Yeah, a lot of reps, and I heard uh, a big reason he's staying and not transferring is that Todd Bates has convinced him that he will be a first round pick.
0: Oh, that is a first
1: round pick is in his mind. That's the goal, and I'm I really I'm I hope that's right. I'm excited to see it this bowl game.
0: And we got a lot of text to catch up on. Let's stay on the clock here. It's 1131. When we come back, we'll hit the best of the air comfort solutions text line right here on the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's weird on a Friday to have s- so many people here. We are They are doing the holiday lunch. For everybody, I saw Mandy Hawes out there. Is there some bowling that we're going to get to do too, Mandy? Sooner bowl, let's go. There might be. Well, is is it Mexican rest? Is it a Mexican for the round for lunch? I think so. Uh oh, you got a gift.
1: I got a gift. I didn't think I would be on that list.
0: Oh, congratulations. I got a gift. Gu- Toby Roland, okay, voice of the Sooners. Let's go. Should I open it on the air? Go for it. All right. just here. There's a bag of Frito scoops. Oh, I know what's in here. This has got to be some homemade. The, the Toby homemade dip. Have you had this? Before? Is it of legend? I, I've never it had it. It is of it. legend. I have not. Now, here's, do I have to give back the Ziploc container? Because it's That's good That's a nice Ziploc. container. I w- yeah, is. I was hoping to keep mine. Okay, so I, I kind of have to run after the show. I don't get to hang out for the lunch. I do, too. So I think I'm going to be eating this on the road. Thanks, Toby. Uh, So, Ted doesn't allow me to block anyone, but we just got the stupidest text in the history of the show. Uh, This guy writes, Plank, you and TJ constantly chastise Drake. Truth be told, his IQ is probably higher than the two of you combined. It's from John. John, judging by the tweets you have sent to this show, I don't think there's anyone on the planet that is dumber than you, sir. So, I don't think you have any room, any room to question anybody's level of intelligence. Holy smokes, you're a moron. Um, let's get back to the sports side of things, though. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. If Teddy would let me block people, I would block, but he doesn't. Teddy makes the rules around here. From the 501. Wondering any news on replacement offensive lineman. Biggest weakness going into the bowl game. You know, I, I've had to do a bit of a 180 on this, right? And... I was talking to a coach about this in a roundabout way, because I've I, I know that they're going to always go get maybe a lineman or two out of the portal, but there's a lot of offensive linemen on this roster that were Ballyhood college recruits, high school recruits, I guess I should say, that you know you're like okay it's t- it's time to go, and the Savion Birds of the world, right? The Nate Andersons of the world, but. Um, it was brought up to me. It's like, listen, man, the lack of, of depth with Anton Harrison leaving early, uh, Wanye Morris deciding to go ahead and, and turn pro and accept the Pro Bowl invite, or excuse me, the Senior Bowl invite. Yeah, that's, that's something, you know, when you start digging on the depth. So you're not going to, in my opinion, Josh Helmer, I'm sorry, Pierce Levelholtz, you're not going to get any of this help now. You're just not. And that's the reality. You're going into this bowl game with Tyler Guyton, Robert Conjol, McKay Matar. I, I assume Chris Murray is playing in the bowl game. I mean, I haven't yeah, really I haven't seen, seen anything. Any f- yeah,
1: I haven't seen anything that would suggest right? otherwise. The
0: two Jakes, maybe Savion Bird getting an opportunity. None of this help is coming now. So – when you're thinking about next year, you're thinking about offensive lineman replacement, you're definitely looking ahead of next year. So, yeah, they needed to go to the portal. They weren't in on the Rhode Island kid, but they're in on the Alabama and the Auburn kid and the Tulsa kid that just went in the transfer. Portal. I
1: like that Alabama guy a lot.
0: Yeah, Javion Cohen.
1: Mm-hmm. I like him a lot.
0: I, I actually found my sheet where I had all these names. Ah, right there,
1: there you go. Yeah,
0: Javion Cohen is really good at the Tulsa. Can, and he's got like 15 answers. He's got like, excuse me, 15 offers that are already in the mix. So,
1: so you're saying offensive line is, is kind of the weakest point going into this one? I, it looks I, like – off well, it, into thinking, the bowl game, yeah.
0: maybe, right? See, what were you I, thinking? I,
1: I was thinking either offensive or defensive line. Um, defensive line, it you've got a lot of freshmen there, but you've got a lot of like medium play guys that won't be playing. Like, for example, like Kelvin Gilliam. I saw him the other day walking around the South Oval in a sling. Right. So he won't be playing, even though he's he's a guy that would be a next-up kind of guy. So we're going to see a lot of young guys on Calvin, the defensive line.
0: Kelvin Gilliam, man, has been deemed up for a majority of the season. And, and and I think it's fair to say a majority of the time whenever he's been in a Sooner uniform.
1: Yes. For, for those of you who don't know a lot about Kelvin Gilliam, he was big when he came out of high school, put on some pounds when he got to here, and then I had a class with him, and he was about – two and a half the size of me. And then he put on 50 more pounds of muscle over this off season with Schmitty. He is massive. So it really hurts him that he won't be playing in this bowl game.
0: Yep. And I'm kind of like 580 Nate, call me a Homer, but I trust coach B. I do too. That, that's kind of my point is like in this, I, I trust the coaches, but that's just me. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I hate it. Whenever I do, I get so mad at everyone. Whenever the, Uh, air comfort solutions text line um hey i've heard uh it's from the 405 i've had some osu buddies texting me about an announcement on an oak state coaching hire next thursday and friday some of them think it might be kale your thoughts i don't know i haven't heard anything about it
1: i've seen like uh suggestions like people predicting that but nothing of like nothing of any value like people just saying oh he might go because you know going that kind of thing I don't know
0: I, I don't know I I would love to have seen and I I don't know what the budget looks like for Tulsa and its assistants coaches but I do think that it would be a really fun fit for him to go work with Kevin Wilson I just don't think Tulsa's paying enough in that assistant coaches pool to go get him I think it would be, you know, Kentucky had an offensive coordinators position for a bit that was open, but they went and got uh got back to dude that was with the Rams to come back and call plays for him. But I would I mean honestly it wouldn't surprise me. But I just I haven't heard anything. I
1: wouldn't I, be shocked. I haven't heard I anyth- haven't seen anything. Yeah, I haven't heard anywhere.
0: anything about Kale's future no. either. From the 214. Every time we play a Florida team in a bowl game, it seems like it's in Florida. And a road game for us. 1980, 1987, 2000, 2008, and this year.
1: Speaking of playing Florida bowl games, mm-hmm. it, this is one thing I, I'm glad I got to talk on the radio today because I would like to I like to put out a message to uh, OU fans. Let's go. OU dismantled the Florida Gators a few years back. In That's the Cotton right. Bowl. Cotton Bowl. With the eruption of Florida excuses of a lot of opt outs, a right. lot of injuries. Correct. OU fans did not accept those excuses and said they were babies and that <laughs> they were overreacting and That's they right. were just bad. Let's 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 really think about that going into this bowl game here. Whenever we have a lot of opt outs and injuries, and if this game goes awry, let let's let's make sure we're not hypocrites and really take this gracefully and really just look forward to the next year. How about that? Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I like it.
0: I think that's a really, really good perspective to give. Are you sensing the need to cut some excuses off at the pass here early?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I
0: am. Uh, you were down at the, uh, the Ditton-Guyer game this past weekend 580 asks is the Ditton not guy receiver landon sides committed to play anywhere
1: i'm not sure i remember seeing peyton bowen tweeted about him and said right. he's the most underrated wide receiver in the country but i couldn't tell you off the dome if he is committed anywhere right now i don't I know a look real quick
0: i don't know you, you you give it a look i'll i'll dive into it um oklahoma johnny man plank Yesterday, Teddy needed a Pacifico on the rush. Sounds like you need a Pacifico because of that text. No, no, I'm fine. I just, I don't like idiots, and that's kind of how I live my life. I just don't like morons. So in that, I don't like myself. Uh, quickly, anything on the commitment in, side?
1: Incarnate word.
0: Oh, GJ Kinney, where he was before he got in the word. Texas State job. Yes, for the nine one eight. Norman is the third largest city in Oklahoma. Need to start acting like it. Building a new entertainment area will be a home run for Norman and OU. It will put folks in every evening and weekend, not just game day. Let patrons uh, relax. Dollars pay for it. It's a no-brainer. From j Row. The Lloyd Noble Center was 100% full whenever I saw Lover Boy and Cheap Trick play there in 1981.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I like to see from the text yeah, line. I
0: mean, if you think about it, though, you, you're talking about a place now 41 years old.
1: 41 years see, old. See, I, I didn't, plus, realize, it, I didn't plus, realize it
0: was that old. It's good from the 405. I get tired of people watching on TV complaining about no one in the seats. They are the ones who need to put their asses in the seats. I, that's my favorite TED take of all time. I was watching on TV, and there's nobody there. Go to the game. And I know there's certain people that, like, I can't. I've got this. There's right. I'm not. I don't sit here and complain about attendance in games that I'm not at. <laughs> it's just because I'm like, I could be there and help them out. Unless it's like an NFL game that I have no possibility to attend at all. Uh, a couple more quick ones here. Ticket prices, cut them. Bring in more fans who can afford it, especially a big family wanting to go, but tickets are too high. If schools can throw around NIL money, they can cut ticket prices, it's not going to break the administration. Um <laughs> 918. Take what, gracefully, Pierce? We're boarding the plane to win. You mean win? gracefully
1: I mean in the event of some anomaly where oh. OU loses <laughs> just just keep that in the back of your mind. that I'm not saying that's going to happen by any means. I'm just saying if if things go awry
0: okay I see what you did there you, you adjusted it very well good job by the way I'm watching this uh, uh this state championship game is live and Carthage is just putting it on Wimberley right now can we get a scoreboard update 21 zip they're in the first they're in the second quarter. Carthage leads twenty one zip over Wimberly. This is live. Looks like they got a pretty good crowd, too. Looks like it's got a pretty good crowd. Uh oh. Deep ball for Wimberly. Picked off. There this this kid that picked that off looks like a D one player. <laughs> he's he looks like a D one player. You ever watch a guy and you're like, oh
1: yeah, he's gonna Yeah, that guy's that guy is talented.
0: Um all right, uh there was a couple more that I wanted to get to here. In talking about the the LNC from earlier in the show, it would be like Oklahoma State building a one hundred thousand seat football facility. Being realistic with your fan base that will attend must be part of the decision. That's what I've taken from doing the, uh, you know two hundred slide presentation that went through in in survey. Is there, it's going to be less people. It's going to be a smaller capacity. I remember talking to that. Oh, look at this. Hold on. No. Um, sorry, I can't say that. It, it, it was something involving me and my personal life. I can't talk about. Wink, wink. But I remember talking to to Adam Starling out of Victory whenever we would go out there, and we were, it was round one of trying to build a facility, trying to build an all-purpose uh, center there. And... We just were going back and forth on, man, could you imagine this? Could you imagine some of the things they could do with youth events and you know maybe state championship games for basketball and, and Easter services, just all these different things that this could potentially provide. But I think to that Texter's point, it's, it's going to be a smaller group. I'm sorry, smaller capacity than what they have in the LNC, which might be good uh let's see two why not writes the 405 instead of building a new basketball arena build something similar to texas backyard close to the lloyd noble to bring fans to the area to not only improve attendance for basketball but all of the sporting events in the area good point highway 9 sucks that's why highway 9 is terrible it's just out of the way they never have the lights synced up.
1: Yes. I, I used to live kind of out on that direction. And just, you would get to Norman, and then you got to drive down. It's just so then,
0: immoralized. So, Darren likes the question. It's a, it's, a, it's a fabulous angle. If this doesn't push through, there's plans to renovate the LNC, right? It's, it's in there. But there's not a lot for Norman going on in that area. It's just the reality of it. Norman's not going to say, let's build our entertainment district over there off Highway 9. That's a disaster anyway. right? Let's No, no, they want it to be...
1: You want it next to the restaurants, the rest of the buildings. Rest, off easy, everything else. Yes.
0: ingress, egress, easy on, easy off off high, I-35. That's what they want. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on this edition of The Plank Show <laughs> right here on The Ref. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's kind of... Uh, it's kind of tough to keep track of all the, the portal stuff unless a student athlete, excuse me, unless a student athlete kind of tweets and lets you know where they are, or at least who has their offers. Javin Cohen has been one of those who's been pretty active on Twitter.com. He's in Miami today meeting with the Hurricane. So take that for what it's worth, but I'm, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm digging it. I think it's cool. Hey, that's it. I hit that. I close out the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hit that one on the softball right there. Wouldn't the uh, one more quick question for the 405? Wouldn't the new softball complex benefit from an entertainment district on South Chautauqua? Wouldn't baseball benefit from it? Wouldn't football tailgating in the LNC parking lot benefit from it? Sure. But that would probably be more on the University of Oklahoma. The city of Norman looks at it. And I know that district, we were talking yesterday with Councilman Holman about it. Sounds great. But again, the ingress and egress from that is going to suck. So you don't, if you can put it off I 35, which is the whole idea behind University North Park, makes it a little bit easier. I hear what you're saying. It did be great, right? How cool would that be? But
1: I mean, I agree. Like, One reason I think students even don't show up to the basketball games as much as, you know, a football game, it's practically not on campus. The Lloyd Noble (laughs) is right now. You have to drive down there. And I think that's one big difference is a lot of – I walk to football games from my apartment. You can't do that for basketball.
0: Um, Well, how about this? Jerry Jones told USA Today on Thursday – I missed this. I guess it's just kind of breaking this morning – Odell Beckham is going to join us. There's a good chance he will with a complete goal of getting ready for a playoff game or two. And then I'll look to the future, but most of it being about now. I'm very confused
1: by that. See, personally, as a Cowboys fan, I dislike that move. I don't, I don't like signing a guy just for a playoff game. I, I like having somebody who's been with the team, who knows the offense, who's comfortable in the offense I'd rather Noah Brown be out there than Odell. And you know what? He that that I might look like an idiot down the line if he makes some crazy play to help the Cowboys, but I just don't like signing a guy just for a playoff push.
0: I would also add they did just sign
1: TY Hilton. Yeah, that I so when they signed TY, I thought that was them conceding that right. Odell was not coming, but you know I guess I don't know anything.
0: I don't know what I'm talking about either. So let's make way for someone who will. Good to have you back, Pierce. Fun times as always. Now, you're back on Monday?
1: Yeah, well, I'll be here on Monday, yes.
0: So on Monday, uh, Josh, or excuse me, Pierce, and I will be all in on the weekend that was. We'll see what magic comes from the portal. I'll be out at Newcastle Casino if you want to come hang with me. Maybe you're getting off work for the holidays. We'll get it started at Newcastle Casino. Thanks to Brad Beller for joining us. Thanks to you guys, as always, for being active, entertaining, engaging, somewhat a on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Steelman and Thune at noon are coming up next. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans.